Praise the Lord, everyone. It's Brother Cruz here, youth leader of the Pentecostals of Parramatta, and also the, um, your host for the Everyday Apostolics podcast. It's an honor and privilege to once again present to you another story for God's glory. But I just want to take this time and uh, opportunity to greet all that are listening. Uh, to those that may be listening here uh, locally or nationally, and to those that are listening around the world. I just want to take this time as well to say thank you once again for your support, uh, the comments that I've been receiving, and also just to those that are willing to share their story for God's glory. So once again, I just want to take this time to say thank you to Sister Bethany Rackley of the Pentecostals of Campbelltown for sharing her story last week, kicking off season two. Uh, it's amazing to see what God is doing through young people. But also on top of that as well, to those that are listening, this podcast is not only dedicated just to, to just young people. It's dedicated to anyone, anyone, you know, in the apostolic you know, doctrine, anyone in the, you know, the UPCI, the UPCA, um, they want to share their story for God's glory. So if you're keen, if you want to, just message me um, on my Instagram page, which is MC Cordray. Or my Facebook page, which is Michaeli Cruz Balenavatao Cordre. I know that's a tongue twister, but just type in the last my last name C A U D R E and just holler if you want to be on the podcast. It's open to anyone. But on top of that as well, I just want to take this time and moment as well. I know I've been saying this on a regular basis to welcome our next guest for today. Uh, and I want to thank the Lord. You know, I've known this fella since you know he first came uh, as a young as a young fella. As a young fella, you know, as a young boy, and then from then on, he's taken his own journey with the Lord, and of course, with the you know, with the positive influence that he's been receiving amongst his peers and his parents, you know, he's he's ventured on his own journey with the Lord Jesus Christ by his side. So, without further ado, I want to welcome to you today's guest here in the wonderful Western Sydney suburbs, Mr. Samuel Fennell. Samuel, welcome. Hey. How's it going, Brother Cruz? <laughs> good, good, man. So how you been? Yeah, good, thanks. It's awesome. We are just talking beforehand that we had a busy afternoon today uh, for myself personally. I just had to attend the funeral from uh, my father's side. But also on top of that, uh, Samuel himself uh, was busy uh, fixing a screen door, I believe. Yep. So, you know, he's a handyman. Praise God for talents such as that. But, you know, I've just mentioned, you know, your name, um, Sam, or Sam. Um... First of all, which church do you attend, bro? Oh, I go to the Pentecostals of Sydney. Shout out to the Pentecostals of Sydney, when a flourishing church that is doing, you know, great, you know, great works, and of course through social media and many other means of technology, showing, you know, the works and what God is doing in wonderful church in Camp C. But also on top of that, who is your pastor? Uh, pastor Stan Harvey. Awesome! Shout out to Pastor Stanley Harvey. I was just listening on the way to your to hear someone is a. Uh, on the um cultivate uh, cultivate your faith or around those lines yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome uh how he's sharing you know about that and the analogies he was presenting and also that i didn't know that pastor harvey had a green thumb but it's awesome to hear that man but in saying that um samu how did you come to church what how did all the journey begin with you um i came to the church through my father yeah my father was searching for truth for um a long time mm. um probably for Probably about like a couple months all up um, from the very start and then went to a bunch of different churches. Went to one of them I remember was Church of Christ mm. and another one was C3. But um, yeah, he just didn't, he found those things missing and he felt still empty inside and he just kept seeking the Lord. 
and the Lord led him to the Pentecostals of Parramatta. Mm, yes. And okay. Went, I went there for probably about um, another, I think, around four years of my life, around that. And then after that, um, I went to the Pentecostals of Sydney. Awesome, awesome. So, of course, just as you mentioned how your dad, so he was, he was searching around. He was searching yeah. around. He went to C3, Church of Christ. But had, he, just as you mentioned, there were gaps yeah. missing. So they had a doctrine, but it's like, wait a minute, it's not, it's not the complete package. Yeah. It's like something else is missing from this, from this package of trying, you know, this truth I'm trying to see, fine. Yeah. But it's amazing that you mentioned that you came to Parramatta. Mm. Now for yourself, you know, being with your dad, you know, searching around, what was it like for you? Were you just like, oh, okay, you know, we're just church hopping, we're just going to these churches. It's, you know, was it like from your view, oh, it's all the, oh, maybe all the same. It's like, yeah, they're yeah. clapping. Clap, yeah. Uh, sorry, if you can explain. Yeah, so it was pretty much all, yeah, just all the same for me, um, for all the other churches. But yeah, when I came to Pentecost of Pramada, the biggest thing that stood out would be yeah, how loud it was, and the, <laughs> <laughs> the loud people, and oh, uh, the excitement, and yes. yeah, it was just just very um out there compared to every other church in terms of worship, and um yeah, just greeting other people, everyone was just full of excitement, yeah, I wasn't used to that, I was used to dead churches. <laughs> it's, it's amazing when you mentioned loud music, because unfortunately, um, I, knew, I, learned, I learned this many years later, we got complaints because of the sound system was, was pretty uh, it was pretty loud um, ranging from the piano to the bass guitar but uh, no just as you mentioned bro it's something else but as well in saying that you know coming to Parramatta um, and with your journeys you know starting to develop um, what is your favourite thing of course you're now in the Pentecostals of Cam um, Sydney sorry I'm um, starting from Parramatta but apart from that, overall, what is your favorite thing about church? What do you enjoy about coming to the house of the Lord and forsaking of the gathering of the brethren? Um, that's a good question. Um, well, I think the main thing is the fact that I, through this experience, through the experience of uh, meeting the church and that, um, I've been able to connect with the one who created me mm. and uh, experienced the Holy Ghost as yep. well in um, Parramatta Church. And through that, I changed my life because it took away every shame, every guilt. It just made me feel like I was, um, um, I had a, a new home, a place that I was meant to go. And because as, as we all know, there's so much suffering in this life. And it's, um, yeah, it just helped me find a place of um, uh, shelter. Mm. from this world it's amazing that you pointed out somewhat about you know connection with the creator um you find that of course just as you uh, just as you mentioned um you you know you find that is really important as much as i heard from other um, past past guests they mentioned about the fellowship uh they mentioned about you know certain events or so but the way you just mentioned about connection is connection very important when coming to the house of lord because can it be that when you connect with the savior with our Lord, that it's easy to connect with other people in a way in terms of fellowship and meeting and greeting. That's so true, yeah. Well, the way I look at it is before there was like, before there was a church, there was a family, and before there was a family, it was just one-on-one relationship with God. Now, mm. I believe that's the reason why God created us, to first have fellowship with Him, yep. and then with other people, because that's the reason. Well created, yeah. It's a, That's and th- another thing about fellowship with him. For some strange theories, I think of Cain and Abel. You know, mm-hmm. that time of fellowship. 
Yeah. But it's unfortunate one of the brothers was jealous when it came to the offering. Mm. And then next minute it turned into an MMA match between Cain and Abel. <laughs> and unfortunately one wanted to suffer. Yeah. But it's amazing that God said, I can hear, I can hear the suffering. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here of, you know, my, your brother's blood from the ground. Mm. But it's amazing how you mentioned about fellowship because... Um, it's important to have not only fellowship with peers and brothers and sisters, but also with the Lord. Mm. But on top of that as well, um, Samuel, but from a broader context, how about when it comes to which one do you enjoy when it comes to events? Whether it be National Youth Camp, Regional Youth Camp, uh, Turning Point, uh, you know, probably the guest speakers you have from the States, or would it be like, you know, um, AYM? What, what, what event comes to your mind that you really enjoy most? Of course, there are many, but how about for you personally? Yeah, I probably enjoy the um, AYM the most, only because it's probably that was the most recent um, in terms of going out and with other brethren. And the reason why I like it is because of you just thrown into the deep end with a bunch of people that you most probably don't know, and you have to evangelize and preach and yeah, it really pushes you out of your comfort zone. And I, I love that about it because I felt like, I felt like it helped me grow a lot in my, um, in my devotions and also uh, on to just to look at my own life from a third person point of view and just see basically where I need to work on and where I didn't hit the mark. Yeah. So when you say thrown in the deep end, yeah. are you personally relating to yourself when yeah. you went on the air by end? It's like, Bro, I don't even know these people, eh? It's like, yeah. how am I going to you know, connect? As you say, were, were there sort of that sort of, you know, those fears or those concerns that were coming upon you when you're first AYM trip? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mostly just, um, just yeah, because I didn't really know them that much. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, hi, it's like, hi, my name is Sam. Hi, what's your name? It's like, um, brother Sonso, hi, nice to meet you. And you'll be like that, would there be like that awkward moment of silence? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Also, what was your first AYM trip, um, Sam? I went to the Northern Beaches. Ah, DIY. DIY, yeah. So just up, um, just drive up the north, up, up yeah. north. Yeah, Seaforth now. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it, so what is it like for you going up to DIY? Like when you first received your you know AYM trip, you're going to DIY. Was sort of was going in you know inside New South Wales, you know your where you wanted to go, or, or your first AYM trip was now I want to go like somewhere else. Yeah, I wanted to go like. I don't know, anywhere but Sydney. <laughs> but that wasn't up to me. <laughs> but like, all right, so when you got your DIY trip, uh, what was your first reaction when you said, oh, DIY? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, oh, perfect, you Lord, but you know, I wanted to go somewhere else. Yeah. But, you know, was that sort of your initial thinking? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, stuff is not. I was, I was all right. By doing that, by going up then. You know, being in another, you know, being, you know, that weekend, I don't know how it's planned, but going on that weekend, what was it like for you at the end of this, at the end of the AYM trip? So at the beginning, you know, you just mentioned you're thrown into the deep end, you know, you're going to, you know, you're mixed with people that you do not know, but did you have any from Campsy with you or was it just you're the only one? Um, it's just me, yeah. So, okay. So being in that group, but then going up, so the, your, your first time, it's like you're nervous, but what was it? What was the end result from that weekend you had at DIY the AYM? Made a lot of, a lot of new friends, yeah, and yeah, just met a lot of leaders that I didn't know existed. Yeah, <laughs> and you saying that, bro? 
um, when you were asked to share or testify, were you real nervous? Oh, very, yeah. Because it's like, bro, you're not in, you may not be in the big cities camps here, but you may be in the smaller cities such, such, such as DIY, but still at the same time, you think, oh man, it's like I haven't done this before. Well, there's sort of, you know, ner- of course you're saying you're nervous in that, but was this sort of times where you say, you know, I may be nervous, but, you know, the Lord is with me. Or it's like, you know, I've received um, good, um, good advice from people who have gone on AYM trips before. Yeah. I haven't really spoke that much, so, like, in terms of, like, testifying in that in front of a big audience. So, even that in itself was a pretty decent audience. So, yeah, mostly nerves. Yeah. And just, oh, well, I had something prepared, but um, even with that, still wasn't enough to get past the nerves. But once you keep talking, you get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, bro. But I also learned it's good to be nervous because that's the way you can rely more on the Holy Ghost yeah, to direct true. and lead you. Mm. But in saying that as well, some, um, you know, AYM as well. Did you see that this first trip was in a way a benchmark for you into other trips that God had planned you for to go in the future? Yeah, definitely. So when I mean like other trips, like for instance, the recent trip to Houston, if you want to share about that, brother. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was whole nother experience so to Houston it's not the one in America it's Houston down near Victoria <laughs> so it's E-U-S-T-O-N Houston sorry carry on bro yeah um, is there something particularly you wanted to talk about oh like that whole weekend so that whole weekend what was it like for you you know going to a region of course you probably went there before no no, no so this is your first time. time yeah so what was it like for you going on that first weekend so from Friday to the last day you know, going into a setting and also in a rural area, but now I'm not in a rural area, but also where there's a lot of fruit picking, I believe, in those areas yeah, as well. Yeah, of fruit picking. So what was it like for you? Were there moments that really stood out to you? What moments stood out to you during that trip to Houston? Um, probably just how um, responsive the church was there. Like, they were really um, um, just moved and um, humble, like, in it humbled us to see how blessed we are here in Sydney. Just the fact that they had had such a small church, but they were like, they, everyone knew each other and everyone was so close to each other. Like as in, yeah, they're like family, just basically like a big family. Even though not everyone was related, they just treated everyone else, like everyone knew each other. Yeah. I mean, I get why- So it's like six degrees of separation. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. cool. And have one, you know, when you were asked, because I remember seeing the video, uh, one of the brethren shared, um, of his sharing, mm. um, you know, seeing yourself there sharing in the church, you, did you ever thought to yourself, man, you know, me being a boy that was going around with my dad, looking for, you know, the tr- um, for the church, you know, for the true church, or, you know, for, you know, something more deeper. And then here you are in Houston sharing. Did you ever think to yourself that you'll end up in a place such as that? No way. Because I, I, I hated the church when I was little. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it went for so long and I was just like, <laughs> I just saw everything in a physical sense. And I just, yep, yep. Yeah, I just didn't really, I hated that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just and found it boring, basically. Hey, at least you're honest, man. At least you're honest. But, it's, but even though you found it boring, but over time, over time as yeah. you matured and then you learned more of the word mm. and then through, you know, you go down to your own understanding and you grab a hold more of the knowledge and word of God. Definitely, exactly. Wonderful, son, wonderful. Mm. So it's ended as well, Samuel, um, in regards to, you know, what you've been, you know, the trips you've been to. So you've been to AYM. 
So which places, which AYMs you've been to? Just that one. Oh, just the that one. That was my first one, yeah. All right, so. Northern beaches. That DY, Northern Beaches, all right, yeah. cool. And of course, being to Houston. And of course, when uh, the evangelist, uh, Pastor Iwate, was here, you were going Same around with him as well. Yeah. What was it like that for you, you know, going around? Being... churches, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that was really, yeah. It was challenging because he's just don't know which week he's going to get you to preach. It was always like very last minute or the day before. Yeah. Yeah, it would just get you to preach. But that only happened through our Bible studies with um, my boss. Um, My boss basically was talking to me for a while and I just got him to come to one of our Bible studies because I couldn't answer his questions. Mm. And then, yeah, through that, he just was teaching in Bible studies and through that he got my boss got the Holy Ghost and he um got baptized in Jesus' name, and I was I was like completely humbled from that because I didn't know I had no idea that would happen, and then through that we started to go around to different churches while Pastor Tool was in Sydney. Yep. And then through that, um, he was basically just challenging us, helping us, just throwing us as like the AYM in the deep end, mm. and just to help us to grow to let us feel that um heat and pressure mm. <laughs> so that yeah we can um we can grow and we because we have to grow yes otherwise yeah we just make a fool of ourselves but um yeah that was probably experienced the most growth in that area with my boss yeah because it was there the whole time it's amazing the when you mentioned the word challenge so when you mean about challenges so what what sort of challenges pastor Paul put upon you in order you for you to grow um, mainly memorizing scriptures yep. was the biggest one and probably through that I memorized 14 scriptures now mm. and also um, just public speaking a lot a lot better yeah I think from when I first started yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I still struggle a lot with it but yeah because yeah. it's, am- it's amazing when you've got challenges because there's a saying in order to go and grow you've got to get out of your comfort zone yeah. so was these challenges in a way of you getting out of your comfort zone it's like, you know, God, you know, God is trying to say, hey, you know, send his servant to challenge you and say, look, son, you know, it's no more time to be comfortable now. Mm. If you want to be used, you got to, you got to start growing. Yeah. It's like, you know, trying to prick you, trying yeah. to push you in a way to grow. Did you feel in that sense of a way? Yeah, definitely. Pastor Tua always tells me that I'm too peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's always mocking around and teasing me. Mm. He says I'm too peaceful, but I understand where he's coming from. And yeah, through all the things he's done, it's definitely wanna make made me want to push forward yep. to greater things. Awesome, yeah. awesome. That's awesome to hear some. But on top of that is all challenges. Mm. Now of course, you know, our young people now these days, uh, they're getting into this CrossFit, you know, training. But you yourself were involved in CrossFit training as well. Now you may say, why? What does this have to bring from a biblical perspective? Of course, you know the Word of God states that we have the temple of the Holy Ghost, and we must look after ourselves in a way that is, you know, appropriate and right in the sight of God. Mm-hmm. But in a way, doing CrossFit or doing training was in a way to not only um make sure that you fit, you know, in the physical sense, but also did a way help you um. You know, when it came to focusing things such as from, you know, reading your Bible, memorizing scriptures, so on and so forth. Because the reason why I bring that forth is that according to studies, what I learned in high school is that if you're a fit person, your memory and, you know, way you remember things, it's more stronger and you're more focused. Like if people to see us now um, in person, um, if they saw me, I wouldn't be the same size as you. 
I'm a bit of a rotund person, a bit of a bulky person, but you yourself, someone, you're you know you're a fit being, but not in the way to, not in the way to show off your physique, but in the way to say, hey, you know, you're looking after yourself, and could that be a thing amongst young people as well to look after themselves physically, because you know if you don't, then you know the side effects will occur. That's true. That's so true. Yeah, definitely helped me so much. Mm. Even just gaining confidence in that. I mean, you can obviously be too confident, yep. but um, just to get to a just uh, just to a being confident in yourself to do things, definitely um, fitness helps with that. Yep. Yeah. So in saying that, what would you? I mean, sorry. Let me rephrase the question. Um, let's go back to AYM. Would you highly recommend young people to take to AYM trips? In the future, of course, with this COVID and all these restrictions and the borders maybe closing and opening at any time, but would you highly recommend AYM to young people, and why would you highly recommend it? I think you'd be foolish not to, but um, I think um, wh- why I think you should do it because yeah, um, yeah, like we were just talking about challenges. You you need to be challenged. If you're not challenged, you're not going to grow. You're just going to stay at the same level. Um, so, yeah, what are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man, awesome. So to those that are listening, what are you waiting for? You know, AOM challenge, look, the AOM trips, I've been on many. Um, it is a blessing to be on AOM trips because it helps you grow as a person also, even though you're thrown into the deep end, but at the end of the day, you are going to get back to shore, but in a way, you're more grown as you were before. Exactly. So on top of that as well, like my first AOM trip was all the way in Western Australia, mm. back in 2006. No yeah, so as a 17-year-old, when I received the news, I'm going to WA, and I was like, what? what? So, WA? So, I you know, I always wanted to go to WA. And mm. to get that on my first AYM trip, it's like, bro. But my last AYM trip was all the way in Kamsi. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, when I received my email, yeah. and I was looking, congratulations, uh, you know, so-and-so, you know my name, um, you'll be going to the Pentecostals of <coughs> You'll be under the leadership of Daniel Morton-Jones, and Sister Brooke Jones in the uh, to the Pentecostals of Sydney, and I said Pentecostals of Sydney, and no joke, I was refreshing my page, <laughs> ten or twenty times. Now it must be a typo, but look, I enjoyed it, and it's a, you know, it was a wonderful experience. Mm. But on top of that as well, Samuel, what is your favorite scripture? <clears throat> my favorite scripture. And why is it your favorite scripture? And why is it my favorite scripture? I probably have to go to. Philippines chapter four verse four to eight. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why is it that? Why is that? <laughs> Do I have to say it? Do I have yeah. to say the whole thing? If you can, bro. Yeah. Okay. So Philippines chapter four verse four to eight um, is rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men, for the Lord is at hand. Um, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Um, but finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, um, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that your favorite scripture? Um, just especially gives you... Um, the very very basics um, in any situation you go through in life um, of being a Christian and what to think about when you're a Christian what your mind should be focused on 
and those things are basically uh, all the things um, labelled in the last scripture which is um, what are the things are true what are the things are honest what are the things that are just those are the two the three things that we should always keep focused on in life because uh, conscious will always tell us um, what we're doing is wrong or right but um, yeah just always be focused on those three things and you won't go wrong in life yeah well said well said wonderful brother son wonderful wonderful indeed now saying in regards to scriptures how you explain why is your favorite and how you shared it you know your personal testimony someone now of course you know what was it like for you as a young person you know was it you know was it like patina you know a bed of roses you know skip it through and say oh what a wonderful life what a wonderful journey or was it more like now there was some times in the up in the mountains but there were times you're down in the valleys and there were times where there's peer pressure from the east and the west. Was that like for you? Well, what was it like for you, Sam? Um, yeah, so, yeah, I did have um, many lows. Probably like the biggest lows were just like finishing school and not knowing what to do. Mm. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I just didn't um, understand what, what, to, um, what to make of life and that. How to make a living um wasn't sure but um through that i understood where to put my faith in and obviously being a christian that's god and yeah through that um hard time just yeah helped me to understand who i truly was and um it took me to another level of mm. my faith yeah through the that's probably one of the, my biggest lows not not knowing where to go and but um yeah through the through those valleys helped me to look up mm. towards um god yep and through that yeah he provided me with a job and um also a trade which was carpentry and then through that like i just keep trusting in god and keep helps me to establish like new patterns of faithfulness in my life yeah so even though I had many lows, yep. even after that, I always, yeah, as soon as I'm in those lows, I now look up straight away to God mm. in my devotions and in my prayer and the things that I do just to get God's attention because, yeah, I know that this life isn't forever. Mm. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing how, you know, like how you said that you didn't know where you were going to, you know, especially, you know, coming to the age of finishing high school, you didn't know, you know what to do. Was that sort of like a crossroads for you? That that was your crossroads moment? Definitely, yeah. And by seeing that crossroads moment, what like, of course you're now a carpenter. Um, and of course how you mentioned that you were in the valley and of course you looked up to God and said, hey, you know, he's not in the God of the mountain, but he also is the God of the valley because he, he, he caused you to look up as well. Mm. But in saying as well, your crossroads. But in a way, could you in a way put in perspective that, you know, you're at that crossroads moment but there are people that are helping you to define which you know which road you'll take. Were they yeah. individuals in your life? Yeah. You know, yeah. were they ministers in your life? You know, they will help you. What they will help you in that in that particular moment? Yeah, definitely my dad. Yep. As many people know, um, was pretty much my main mentor and main friend through this time. Um, yeah. So he just basically directed me and showed me how to find God and well. He defined that it was like the most important thing to wake up early in the mornings for the first thing first. 
and just to just to be honest in your prayers and through that I yeah experienced the Holy Ghost so strongly mm. and what that was like was just basically me just crying like a little baby <laughs> but through that like I just felt so much peace and, and so much confidence just um come into my mind and my whole entire being being and I just was grateful for every little thing that I did every tiny little thing I did for my family or for the church I was just so grateful and it just revolution revolutionized the way I thought and the way I did things yeah awesome man so that's wonderful son no it's wonderful because it's good I explained that because the you know the reason why you said it you know where you didn't know what to do because there are many young people mm. and I can say this to myself during high school well you know I knew where I was going but there was many young people that you know they thought high school would go on forever mm. you know they thought to themselves oh you know I just wait till I get that to that bridge but unfortunately when they went to that bridge it's like oh what do I do now Mm. You know, you had all these years to think about what you're doing. Others pursued you, they knew what they were going to do straight away. But there was others, they say, oh, it's like, you know, you know the crossroads moment. Yeah. It's like, where do I go now? Yeah. But it's amazing how you, how you explained it. That, you know, it's important to have mentors. mentors yeah. People that are, you know, powerful influences, positive influences, especially yeah. from a Christian's perspective, from a church perspective. And just as you mentioned, Albert Brown, with that, how mm. he, you know, guides you through that, you are where you are now today. Yeah. But is it, can you say as well, Sam, that moment with your dad guiding you through that moment, mm. you know, through that road, that other people started coming and directing you into better paths. For example, Pastor Iwate, mm. you know, being, being now going to different churches, memorizing mm. scriptures, yeah. being ready, you know, being ready instant new season, mm. to ready to minister, preach the word. Could you, in a way, agree to that sort of perspective that I brought forth? Yeah, definitely. And in a way as well, what would you say to young people, you know, especially in the church? They may be in, they're in high school now. Mm. There are many they're in high school now, and they may be going. They may be saying, "Wait, I don't know what to do." It's like, you know, everyone's got to want to be a trader there, but I'm still, I'm still not um, set on what I want to do. What advice would you give to them, especially if you know, you know, especially your brother, young David, mm. you know, well, like they, like young David. I know he's in year eight, mm. but still. What would you give to those sort of, you know, what advice would you give? Um, advice would be, uh, yeah, just, you need to find, uh, hopefully it's your parents, hopefully it's your, I pray it's your parents, I pray it's your, someone that's really close to you, but to just be completely honest to all uh, people that have been through life, be completely honest to people that love you, that truly love you, and, um, in the church as well, um, the pastor, whoever your pastor is, or whoever your uh, leaders are, you need to be completely honest with them, with the way you want to take your career, the way you want to take your your future career or your future life. You just got to be put it all on the table in front of them, and they'll they because they've been through life. They know what what life is like, and yeah, they they'll help lead you through it because yeah, they've been there. And talk about that as well, Sam, um, one thing for sharing that is also um, speaking positive. Mm. You know, the, um, speaking positive to, you know, like, you know, for those listening, you know, being, you know, speaking positive things. Uh, the reason why I say is I'm um, reading the book on Joy Haney because the power of speaking positive. What made, what alarmed, what amazed me is that according to the book, there are nerves in the, in the body that if we speak negatively, if we speak words that will be, you know, very not positive, it'll be very negative, say I'm weak, then it activates the nerves 
to the reaction of those words you say to make you know feel you feel weak. Mm. But if you say, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna overcome. I'm gonna be victorious. I'm gonna be healed in Jesus' name," it activates the nerves. Say, "Hey, you know, it it brings a positive aurora out of you." Mm. So, would it be important as well? Someone just as you said, which is awesome, mm. but also on top of that as well to apply positive, positive uh, speaking positive things towards people. Definitely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, it's good because it's like how um, Pastor Stanley brought forth about. Uh, you know, you gotta be. You know, you gotta. You know, smile. Mm. You know, show forth, and then it makes other people smile, and mm. you know, something like that. You but look, create momentum. Yes, yeah, you'll yeah. create momentum. No, that's awesome. Mm. All right, look, we're gonna we're gonna try and list, try and ease ease things. We're gonna do a bit of scenario. Hopefully, you've been hearing this in other podcasts. It's called for today. Guess who's coming to Sunwood's house? Okay. So right now we're in a wonderful granny flat here in Western Sydney. Nice. So there's some rooms. So Samuel, I'm going to give you, because there's two of us in here, five people, five biblical characters you will choose to come to your house and why? Um, or does Jesus count as well? Yeah, if you want <laughs> Jesus, yep, bring Jesus in the house. I know he's already here now, but you can bring him in the physical manifestation. Yeah. All right. So Jesus. Yep. So I have to say straight away, what? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jesus, because Jesus got the answers to everything. <laughs> but you know, it's, ama- it's amazing that you say that. Um, especially going just through the da- daily readings of the National Youth Ministries. It's amazing that as much as Jesus has the answers, but he always brings forth a parable. Mm. He always brings forth a story. Mm. And the thing is, like, you may say, oh, why Jesus? Why is this and this happening? He'll bring forth, so, no, like, oh, there was a... There was a there was a Lord of the land, you know, something like along those lines. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially the parables. Mm. All right, Jesus is one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one, uh, probably, uh, I'd say, yeah, David. David. Okay, not your brother David, but as, <laughs> David, as in King David. King David. <laughs> yep, yep. King David. Why King David? Well, because he's a man after God's own heart. Mm. He's probably. Um, one of the closest men to God, um, and because he's just fearless, yep. he's fearless, and he um, he puts puts it all on the line for God. Awesome, bro! Yeah. And who? Okay, have a number three. Uh, number three, uh, probably. Um, what's the top one? Uh, King Solomon. Ah, the wisest man. Yes. The wisest man. But can you imagine when David, if David came, so remember when Solomon was king, mm. David wasn't, you know, he wasn't in his prime. Yeah. You know, he was weary, old age. But can you imagine David coming in in his prime and Solomon, yeah. you know, can you imagine the, you know, the conversation? Yeah. So why did you get, why did you get a thousand wives and 300, you know, <laughs> 700 wives and 300 concubines? Yeah. You know, the, <laughs> You'd be like, oh, awkward. <laughs> All right. King Solomon, one of the wisest people, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait, can I have them at the same time? Yeah, yeah. Bro, can you imagine Solomon doing, you know, sorting out today's poly- you know, political yeah, you know, things exactly. that are occurring? How would he, yeah, how would he react to everything that's going on, the politics now? All right. Two, um, two more. Um, probably... Um, Joe? Yep. Yeah. Because of, uh, yeah, he just went through, as we all know, he went through hell. He went through, yeah, he Literally, went through it all. He went through, went through it all. Bro. What to hear is, 
on a personal level, his testimony. Yeah, and one more. Um, last one, I'd say. Um, Jonah. Jonah. Wow, why Jonah? Jonah, just because he is an interesting man. He's very um, what do you call that? He's very um, uh, very fishy. Very fishy, and he just. <laughs> Very racist, let's just say that. Yes, he didn't want to go to Nineveh. <laughs> Nineveh, yeah. Alright, bro, I'm going to give you five minutes. Yeah. And give a word of encouragement or what, what, you know, just to finish things off. Okay. Um, yeah, I just wanted to um, encourage you guys um, just through my testimony, just basically been through, been through a lot. Um, as I said before, I've been through lows where basically just didn't know where to go like came to a point where um my like my in my high school years i just just didn't know didn't know didn't have direction didn't have um didn't really know um which way to go but yeah through my biggest failures in life and um not getting the marks that i wanted to in high school and um i just realized that we don't need to be um we don't need to be so worried about um our marks in school or uh, we don't we don't need to stress out so much about our lives we um because we have someone that we can trust in we have someone that truly loves us um it's just something that i've experienced in my own life and yeah, I encourage all you guys just to get more involved, not even with just with church, but just to be, um, just to talk more with your pastors, with your leaders, people, men of God that have already um, experienced God, maybe in their prayers or through the Holy Spirit, just to be in more communication with them as um, this life isn't forever. And yeah, I just wanted to stress that out to you guys. Awesome. Thank you, Brother Samuel. Thank you so much for sharing those words of encouragement. And it's um, wonderful that you've shared your story. Of course, it's because it's your story for God's glory, brother. Amen. And it's amazing to see how far you've come and where you're going. And what you have implemented, what you have shared today, will be a source of encouragement to those that will be listening in the future. So, ladies and gentlemen, just as you've heard Brother Sam's testimony or his story, do you have a story to share? Of course, this podcast is open to anyone. To anyone in the church around Australia or around the world, hopefully when the borders open. And, you know, this is a platform for you to share your story for God's glory. That everyone has a different story, that everyone has a different journey. But one thing that is in common with your story that you may share is that Jesus is indeed the author and finisher of your faith. But he's indeed the master orchestra of everything that occurs in your life. So in saying that, Brother Sam for now, thank you very much once again for availing yourself in sharing your story. But to those that are listening, I hope that this will find a way to encourage you, uplift you, and inspire you to do greater things for the kingdom. So this is Brother Cruz Vandre, of course, host and the youth leader of the Pentecostal Parramatta and also the host of Everyday Apostolics. Greeting you a blessed week. And till next time when we have our next guest on Everyday Apostolics, your story for God's glory. Till then, take care. God bless.